Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Call the show at 401-737-1287-1037-WEEI, Southern New England Sports Original. Welcome back to Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. Scott and Nick with you on a Saturday morning, and it's time to, yes, talk a little football, talk a little Patriots. Uh, we touched upon it very briefly at the very top of the show. The Dynasty, episodes three and four, were released uh, yesterday by Apple TV, for those of you that have it uh, and have been watching it. Um, you know, Nick, as I said last week, I, I read the book, so I kind of, um, you know, I already knew what point of view this docuseries was going to be from. It's clearly from the craft perspective. Um, you know, Jeff Benedict, the author, uh, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I was told that I, I think, you know, Bob Kraft took Jeff Benedict to Israel with him. Uh, but it's clearly a Bob Kraft uh, perspective, if you will. And I guess as a Patriots fan, the one thing that I guess mildly irritates me about it is, I don't know, I, I, I kind of feel like a lot's being put on uh, Belichick here. Um, you know what I mean? Like making Bill Belichick look like the bad guy. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um I mean, is Bob you know, Kraft but doing I think that to make himself look good. I mean, why, why, why would he do this? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think there's. It doesn't feel like there's a conscious effort there for this thing to make you know crap look because there's so many people that they're talking to. Um, you know, particularly I think once we get later in this in this docu series, you know, when some of these players uh, are are expected to sort of be pretty straightforward about just like how tough it is to to play for Bill. I don't think it's it's not like, you know, Robert Kraft called Devin McCourty for this and said, like, hey, make sure that you make me look good and, you know, say that it was really, really tough to play for Bill. Like, they're, you know, it's pretty straightforward, I think. Um, and, and you know, look, the the whole Kraft-Parcells feud, Parcells pretty straightforward about his feelings still about Robert Kraft and Kraft the same. So it's not like he's, you know, totally smelling like roses here, um, you know, but... I don't know. I think with Bill too, it's it's his openness in some of these interviews. Like they 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 did the Spygate episode, and Bill didn't really say anything. And that's I don't know. That's that's kind of on Bill. Like he could he could have opened up, but he said, "Yeah, it's in the past. I don't want to talk about it." Basically, it's like okay, you know. Well, then you know everybody else is going to talk about it. And again, it's open interpretation. That's kind of the way it goes, you know. As but I. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Scott. I don't like that that Bill is being painted a little bit harsher than he should here. But it is really interesting to watch the 
you know, particularly with episodes three and four, the the transition of Bill from, you know, I think in his earlier years, when you watch some of those press conferences, the way he acted, he was more open than you think. And then he sort of, it changes. After he wins that third title and then the Spygate thing happens, his demeanor changes, I think, publicly. Um, and I think it's understandable, probably. His shell becomes a lot harder, particularly with just all the criticism he took with the Spygate stuff. Um, so... I don't know. It's it's interesting to see how this series continues to evolve. I think they're doing a good job with it so far. Yeah, and and that was a big uh, a big thing. Of was that episode four? The Spygate? Or was, yeah, it was episode yes, it four. Was. So yep. you know, Eric Mangini turning on his former mentor, his former boss, and and kind of ratting him out, turning him in. That was a big part of it. I do think Nick that they they kind of glossed over, or they went almost too quickly over the 03 and 04 seasons. Like, those are two great years and obviously critical to the Patriot dynasty. And yet, like, they, they just they just they didn't pay any attention to those. They just showed highlights from those two Super Bowls, Super Bowl 38 and 39, but that was pretty much about it. Yeah, it's – I mean, it seems like the really key points are, you know, the, the drama behind the scenes, you know, and, you know, the relationships and that. that that's – that's basically what this series and is is going to highlight. That's why I think they they sort of glossed over it. As Patriots fans, you know, I'm sure that you're watching it and you're like, oh, like, geez, they they just went right past these. These were great years, special seasons. You know, the 04 is maybe the maybe the best Patriots team we've ever seen with Corey Dillon and the season that he had, and you know just how dominant they were. But I I get it. Because it was, they were so good, and there's nothing that they're zoning in on with those two seasons. It's just that they were really good, and they won championships, and that was, you know, part of that first, you know, wave of the dynasty. I think the one season obviously had a lot more to it because of the quarterback controversy and the way that they got there and beating the greatest show on turf, and you know, so I get it. You'd love to see more about that, and it's. I think it's a fair criticism, but. Um, you know, it, it highlights what this docuseries is sort of pointing at, and that's the, the juicy stuff, you know, with the, with the 20 years of this. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely leading up to, you know, the Brady-Belichick divorce, the end of the dynasty, and I just feel like all everything is pointing towards, you know, it's, it's all Bill's fault. <laughs> like that to yeah, me is right. pretty much the overriding theme of this series. If I could sum it up in one sentence, it's all Bill's fault. And, and I don't yeah. necessarily believe that, but that's the way that it's being portrayed. I think it's much but deeper I, than that. Y- yeah, and I, but I also think, it, yeah, it's all Bill's fault. That's a good thing and a bad thing. It's all Bill's fault that they were really, really good and won all these games and had all these great players and all that. But it's also Bill's fault that it all crumbled apart. It's like, okay, well, yeah. I mean, I guess well, that's where it's going to go. I don't and know. again, I, and I'll place a lot of blame on Belichick for, you know, how the stat, the, you know, the current status of the franchise and, and how it ended and, and that stuff. But, you know, they, they – they paid quick homage to, but they kind of moved right along the quote from Parcells when Parcells left. They talk about how, you know, in that Super Bowl, the story that week was Parcells was leaving the Patriots and, and going to the Jets. And Parcells said on camera, he said, look, I had this new hotshot owner that thought, you know, or had other ideas on how to build a team. And it wasn't, you know, how I thought you should build a team. Right. He right. said he talked about how. He, he hired some people 
and put some people in place that I thought were incompetent, I think were Parcells' words. Bobby Greer, he's talking about, quite frankly. Yep. And and yep. so and I agree with him. And, and like yep. I, I I almost feel like I almost feel like this is, you know, Bobby Greer 2.0. What we're looking at with the Patriots right now, and I hope I'm wrong with that. But you know, he went with Pete Carroll. He went with Bobby Greer. You know, post Bill Parcells because Parcells was that strong, all controlling personality. And and I almost feel like we're we're turning back the clock to to 1997 again and and going through this all over again. I think the big difference, obviously, though, is that Kraft did give Belichick the room after Brady left to try and build this thing back up, and the franchise is at where well, it's at. Well, you're, you're right, but but they, they completely, again, another fault in this documentary. So they Parcells takes his shot at Kraft, and rightfully so. I have always been and always will be on Bill Parcells' side with their divorce. They didn't even – really touch on the Pete Carroll years like it's just like okay we went we went from Parcells to Belichick oh wait a minute didn't you have Bobby Green and Pete Carroll in between there and didn't things like slowly steadily deteriorate from that Super Bowl team like they didn't even want to pay attention to that it's like and again why because that makes Bob Kraft look bad well I was actually surprised that they actually even went back that far too because that's not the dynasty years so going back and flashing back I'm glad they did but that was the sure. foundation, and that's why and I've, every year when the Patriots Hall of Fame nominees come out, that's why I say Bill Parcells, Bill Parcells, because this whole dynastic run, to me, doesn't happen unless Bill Parcells uh, comes to the Patriots. Of course, of course. But but I, I was, you know, it's, it's, again, not part of the, like, dynasty years, so flashing back, I was surprised. I'm glad they did. I'm really glad they did. I'm glad that they got Parcells. He popped up on camera. I'm like, oh, I'm like, here we go. This is good. I, you know, you just know it. When Parcells is going to be on camera, he's going to say something that you're like, yeah, this is good. So, and it, and again, I think it, it was the, the part of the documentary so far where I'm like, you know, they're not totally making Robert Kraft look great because Parcells is going right after him again. I didn't think he knew what he was doing, basically, and I, I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. So. Yeah, it's got some it's got some, you know, fair criticisms, fair critiques, but I've enjoyed it so far, Scott. I like going down memory lane a little bit with this and uh I'm really fascinated as we get closer to modern times what it what it looks like here, especially the second wave. All right, let's go back to the call. Stephen Fall River, good morning. You're next on Credition Coin on W E E I. Good morning. I think it's a little rich of uh Raphael Devis Devis to uh speak out like this considering last year because last year one of the reasons they were perpetually behind the eight ball was this guy didn't this guy underperformed for several months he had a very low batting average left a lot of guys on base and you wrap into the fact they didn't have their shortstop how many games did kiki hernandez cost this team how many games did the defense cost this team till their shortstop came back. Uh, yeah, okay. Devers Whose fault being... is that, Steve? Who built the team? No, no, it's not Devers' fault. Wait a minute. You wanted Raphael Devers, right? The pro rah rah Red Sox wanted Raphael Devers. They also wanted the guy out in San Diego who just got moved to second base, I might add. I don't hear a damn thing about that. The problem is the, pay, the Red Sox him. are telling you the truth of how they want to do it. Scott's happy. So you're to get supporting a, a, a ownership here? From... Seriously, Steve? You're supporting Wait ownership? A no, 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 no. I'm not supporting them. I'm looking at what happens. Scott, 
The Patriots sent out a letter to their people before this past season. We demand this. We demand that. We want more. And you're 31st in the league at spending. The, pay, the Red Sox were 12th or 13th in the league last year at spending, and they had bad contracts. And you people wanted them. Don't tell me there aren't people out there that said, got to sign the shortstop. Got to sign Devin. Just sign people, sign people. And guess what? It doesn't work. Look at the New York Mets. With a, with a, they're not making any money. You got uh, your, your, your shortstop out there. The point is, is Steve, now you're not second signing base and bringing with a, in anybody that's any good. And, and you're glossing over, Steve, the fact that with the Bogarts thing, you didn't have to sign him to an 11-year, $280 million contract if you had gone to him two years before and signed him up to an extension because he was a guy that you developed and you wanted to try to keep. Instead, you wasted money on Trevor Story, who apparently was going to be the savior in your eyes last year coming back. Oh, you didn't have Trevor Story. Oh, God forbid, you're not going to have a great season here. So that's the point here, Steve, is that they had already made their mind up on Bogarts. They had a chance that they could assign him to a much better deal than what he got with the Padres for themselves, but they didn't. They didn't have the foresight. Instead, they just acted like, oh, yeah, we still have him as a priority. Oh, yeah, we still want to sign him up. Please, Steve. And, oh, by the way, Devers hit 270, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs last year. 30-hundred guy, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty darn good, and he's probably one of the only guys that was able to do anything for you last year. So I'm glad that he spoke up. Yeah, and in, is he suggesting that Mookie Betts has been a bust as a Dodger? Just because he moved I th- to yeah, second base? Yeah, I, I think he, I think he, I like, think he was. I don't, I don't know why he's trying to defend ownership here, Steve. You are in the super. I, I think it was more at one. Bogarts with San Diego. Yeah, I mean, cool, I, I, great. Fine. He's still wrong. Right, and, and you're right. It, I, Bogarts may not be having the success in San Diego he had in Boston, but that doesn't mean he wasn't a great player for the Red Sox. <laughs> to, to, to try to make sense of his story. point. Sorry, Nick. To try to make sense of his point in in my brain, I think it's fair to be critical of Devers after signing that huge contract, the one big contract that they did sign of their original core players. He had a significant down year, so I I think it's fair to, I don't know, hold Devers accountable for his production. Defensively, I'll give you that. Okay, defensively, he still had 30-100 last year. Like that's, I think that's baseline in terms of what you want production out of your best hitter. He's still thirty hundred, hit two seventy. Okay, maybe get the average up a little bit. I, I don't know, but he still gave you what you what you need. And the, the point is, like he he is your best player. So I'm glad that he spoke. What do you want him to just sit there and not say anything and just do 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 do, do collect his checks? Like no, he spoke up because he's like, I I think this team can be better. If they invest more in it, I think I can probably be better if, oh, I don't know, say you had somebody to protect me in the lineup that can stay healthy. You know, again, they, it was flawed. The fact that they on the story thing, like, Steve, were you, were you making an excuse for that? Like, I, I blame the Red Sox for not looking hard enough at his medicals before they signed him to his contract right. and looking at it and saying he's probably going to need to fix this elbow like. Maybe you shouldn't have done that. Not Maybe to mention he played that. at Coors Field and his stats were inflated. Maybe you should have taken that money that you gave to Story. Maybe you should have given it to Bogarts and kept the guy that was a homegrown talent, that was a fan favorite, that was a guy in the middle of the lineup that was helping you that, hmm, I don't know. Maybe you could have kept around. All right. Let's take a break. 401-777-1037, the phone number. Why don't we touch on the Bruins when we come back? You're listening to Cordishian Coit. 
on WEEI. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.